Brought to you by Feitner Productions. It's remote. It's remote. In a world, one man. Blah blah blah. Laying down the law. That's my intro. Welcome to Laying Down the Law, one of the top 100 law and improv comedy podcasts in the Ukraine. If you're the first time listening, we take real legal cases, usually out of law school textbooks, and we get the top improv comedy performers to improvise completely made up comic scene. Today, I want to introduce my guests. Uh, first, welcome back to the show, a brilliant comedian, improviser, co-creator of the legal comedy hit show Law and Disorder, and the founder of Sweet Relish Films, my friend, I hope, Ms. Lauren Michaels. Yes, you're my friend. Hello. Right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Next, uh, Lauren invited her friend. He's an actor, writer, stand-up comic, graduate of the Second City Conservatory program, where he wrote and starred in Mental Hell, and he's been seen as the star of the film. Apocafish as Camilio Salamander, the one and only inimitable Jeremy Harlan. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you well, for having me. Thank Happy. you, Jeremy. Welcome for thank you for coming. I hope by the end of this we're friends, or if not, maybe you'll never speak to me again. <laughs> I'm sure we will. I'm sure we will. Awesome. Well, I'm thrilled to have both of you on the show. Well, let's get into the case of the week. Um, in my um excessive and uh, obsessive preparation, I asked Lauren three minutes ago, uh, what should we talk about today? And Lauren, <laughs> and Lauren said, insanity. <laughs> Clearly appropriate. Um, so I then uh, went and Googled, what is um, the law of insanity since I uh, barely remember, but um, talk about the legal defense of insanity under California law, which is um, that you can't be found guilty of a crime if you're legally insane when you committed it. I'll talk about California's law. It's called the McNaughton Rule. And there's um, there's sort of two, um, two aspects of legal insanity. Either you don't understand the nature of the act that you're performing. So just being insane isn't enough. You have to literally not know what you're doing mm, okay. or be unaware that what you're doing is wrong. And what happens is when someone is charged with a crime, they're arraigned, you can plead uh, guilty, not guilty, no contest, and not guilty by reason of insanity. The way insanity works is it's an affirmative defense, meaning that um, it affects the burden of proof in a criminal case. Typically, the prosecution, you know, they say, you know, you have to prove your case beyond a reasonable doubt. And uh -huh. the idea being that the job of the defendant's lawyer is to introduce doubt. Mm -hmm. If there's doubt that's reasonable, then you don't convict. Because insanity is an affirmative defense, the burden goes the other way. And so the burden is on you as a defendant to establish the elements of the insanity defense. So it's not enough to just present doubt that whether or not you're sane. And, and honestly, you know, if we took a broad view of insanity, I, very few people would be convicted of crimes because most crimes <laughs> involve, you know, you know, people that aren't well for one reason or another. Right. Um, so so uh, you have to find that you're legally insane. It's mm. a much, much higher burden. Okay. 
For example, imagine a woman has broken into her neighbor's house and she's stolen a vacuum cleaner. The reason she broke into the house, she says, she, she says, I'm not guilty by reason of insanity. The reason being that I thought that was my vacuum cleaner. So I'm not guilty of theft, burglary or robbery because I, I was I was taking back what was rightfully, rightfully mine. Okay. All right. Or you mm. can imagine a, a someone um, who has schizophrenia believes that he's been um, endowed by God with the role of taking care of troubled children. And so he sees an eight year old get in a fight with his mom in a grocery store. And he says, well, you know, God has put me on this earth for the purpose of rescuing small children oh. from abuse. So I'm going to take this child and I'm going to bring him in the car and I'm going to go take him out for ice cream. And um, oh. I'm not kidnapping him. I'm rescuing him from his uh, parents. Oh. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> so it's work, right? Uh, in order to be legally insane, um, you have to meet the McNaughton test. So that the, the McNaughton test comes from uh, someone named Daniel McNaughton who had paranoid de- delusions and he oh, thought correct. that the, the government was out to get him. He attempted to assassinate the prime minister of Britain and instead shot someone who worked for the government. So he was put on trial for attempted murder, but he was not guilty because he's legally insane. It made him impossible for him to know that what he did was legally wrong. So it doesn't matter whether a condition that's temporary or permanent. In that moment, right. Yeah, in that moment. Wow. That's cool. Right. So, so think of another another example you might think of as someone who is uh, depressed um, and they're so depressed that they walk into the Gucci store and like, you know, what's going to make me feel better uh-huh. is if I have a brand new Gucci bag. I, I'm, dep- I'm very depressed. I'm very sad. Uh-huh. So they go and they're like, oh, this is a nice Gucci bag. And they walk out the store with the Gucci bag and they get arrested. Uh, they're they're uh, uh, taken down at the at the arraignment hearing. They plead not guilty by uh, reason of insanity because um, I was super, super depressed and I really wanted the bag. Well, that doesn't go to her ability to understand that the theft is morally wrong. Mm, And she's not legally insane, probably Mm. uh, really depressed. Um, There might be some Mm -hmm. other issues there um, if that's how you're solving your depression. But but that's not going to be a legal defense to the crime of theft. So it's almost like the motivational factors are what will prove the legality of your insanity. Right. The 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 issue is in in criminal law. There's a, we have this idea, um, and it's Latin, so it's very fancy. That's why you have to pay thousands and thousands of dollars to go to law school. Slow it down for me, or, Billy. Or listen to a podcast for free. <laughs> <laughs> but there are two elements. There is the actus reus. And mens rea. Mens rea, I've heard of. I don't know why. Mens rea was, um, you know, the my, the. Is that my cousin Vinny? Is that why? Yeah, probably. <laughs> the, the, okay. There's oh, the, yes. Okay, good. Go yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I have never actually watched my cousin Vinny. I know it's what? it's like a crime. I've been a lawyer like for all time. <laughs> You're and a lawyer I, that hasn't seen my cousin. Vinny. I have not seen my cousin Vinny. You're a lawyer does comedy that hasn't I, I haven't seen my cousin Vinny. I know that's Love a crime it. all by itself. Okay. We'll I, also I also haven't seen Die Hard. So wait, no, 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 okay. no, 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 no. I really okay, haven't we, seen we, Die Hard. We could, we could circle back to at some. I don't know. I don't Maybe know. I what I'm to say to this right now. See, 
here's the thing, Jeremy, you need to understand about me. It's like, I'm like a super extreme nerd. And most of the time when other people like were spending time watching movies, I was like um, auditioning for Alice in Wonderland and things like that. So, (laughs) and and my parents are pretty, uh, my parents are pretty strict. Um, So strict that in fact, when they showed Footloose in my sixth grade classroom, a substitute teacher said, now you have to, um, you know, raise your hand and say that your parents would allow you to watch this movie. It's oh, P- it's PG. And I raise my hand. I'm like, my parents don't let me watch PG movies. So the rest of the class watched Footloose while I sat with my back to the classroom and didn't watch no. it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, I still get. I, st- I still like, don't play checkers. With I still. I still wow. haven't seen the movie Footloose. I get tr- kind of triggered when I hear the movie like bound and down and down and down and down. I'm like, no! I think that's that's such, that's such a torture device it that is. your back had to wow. be to. Yeah, right. I hear it without saying it. It's like oh. sitting there, like you know, I'm like I'm not like, and of course, you know, my 12 year old brain is like, well, I don't want to get in trouble, so I'm like, I'm not going to look over my shoulder and peek at the screen because this movie's PG. I mean, it might have, I don't know what it could be the cuss words. Oh wow. my god. Yeah. Wow. I, don't I don't know. Is is Footloose PG? Maybe it's maybe I'm exaggerating. Maybe it's R. No, it's, it's not R. No way it, it could show be R. it if it was no, there's no nits. Footloose. No, it's for sure PG. Yeah, it's PG. Yeah. They, I don't think they even curse. Because they're the whole movie's making fun of conservative people that can't handle dancing, and you literally were that in your class that couldn't I, watch I was just about to a say, movie about conservative you people who don't want to watch it. You couldn't watch Footloose while living Footloose. Like your life was it's Footloose. Like you lived in the town, right? <sighs> the town was called my house. <laughs> yeah. Like... John Lithgow was your dad, the preacher. Oh. Yeah, seriously. Okay, I, I, I take any criticism I would have had for you not watching Die Hard. I take what? Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. that excuses so you that... from every other movie you haven't seen because of that well, experience. That was so. also the same year that I had nightmares for like six months after watching Ghostbusters. So you know, I, okay. That's okay. Also, that's reasonable. That's reasonable. Yeah, I mean, reasonable. I don't know. Reasonable. The second one that with that painting. Ooh. Uh, anyway. Oh yeah, yeah, and like I was just uh-huh. totally freaked out. And, <laughs> uh, I mean, if we're sharing, oh, I didn't, I didn't see Ghostbusters oh, until I was in my like twenties. So yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay, if we're yeah. sharing, I mean, I just saw Die Hard like two years ago for the first time. And uh, okay, you have no excuse. Why? Why? Die Hard is Die Hard. Uh, I like I get it now. It's good. He like walks on glass with no shoes on. He has no shoes on the whole movie. If somebody told me that, you know, years ago, like. Just imagine yeah, an action movie with no shoes. I'm interested. I totally, totally get that. I mean, I, I like. I mean, I just like the the igginess of like looking at feet is like. I think itself. I have a resistance. If something's super popular, I'm like, eh. Like Britney Spears came out, and I was like, one hit wonder. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> See, I'm, like, I'm the, I'm the <laughs> whatever exact, people like. I'm like, I don't know. I am the exact opposite. I have to see it because I have to. Does it live up to it? Britney Spears comes out. Everybody loves it. I have to listen to her. Is she great? Is Die Hard really a classic? I have to see it. 
I have to. I have to. So you, almost do like, you agree then? She's she is that great? Is she? I know Britney Spears is completely overrated. <laughs> completely overrated. But you know, I I was like I get why people love her. I'm like eh, yeah. Yeah. So when I heard somebody singing like that, I'm like, yeah, I about to say, I was like, singer, you know, there's right. another girl like Christina, like in her but, same, who's a way better singer. Like we're not. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But Die Hard, wow. like just just the lines, the lines alone. You there are some yay. great lines, and um, what's his face, Alan Rickman playing a German guy is funny. Yes. Uh, yes. I do enjoy watching old movies because, like, they have accents, even though they shouldn't sometimes. But yeah. more on that later. Okay. Uh, speaking of <laughs> speaking of of old movies and my parents, so my my I got for my dad um, for his birthday a subscription to Netflix. And um, by the way, he he may wow. or may not be listening to this podcast because he just recently installed the podcast app on his phone, and he's like, "I'm figuring out how to do this," so he might end up hearing this. But they're like, "Yeah, um, so we watch Netflix, but we don't watch the ones that they charge for." Does Netflix charge extra for movies? No. It's all one flat rate. Okay, that's what I hear. I mean, unless they still do like DVD rentals. I don't think so. I think I don't think there's like an extra charge for it. No, I'm sitting there, kind of like scratching my head, and I'm like, (laughs) "It's all wait." um, I'm like, "Did you guys see Footloose? Maybe on there?" (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying to think. Did they jump onto another platform accidentally? Well, they do have like, the other one. They do Hulu? have. Uh, they do have. Hulu will get you. Amazon, yeah. So or I don't Amazon, know. Amazon, yeah. Anyway, mom Amazon. and dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. I promised not to make jokes on the podcast about you, but I just did. Oh, that's, a, that's okay. too big a promise. Listen, I'm a jerk. Come on. Yeah. Look, All it's right. your story too, okay? Yeah, yeah. I was there when they said it, and so that's how I'm validating making jokes about exes. My story too. Yeah, exactly. Oh no, exes exes are totally fair game. Like you don't have I'd say with exes you go to town because like what are you gonna do? Like bump into them have it be more awkward? Like like I think you burn that shit down. (laughs) Yeah, I just I don't there's there's two I wouldn't talk about because we're still cool. The rest of them I agree with you. It's 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 completely set the house on fire. I don't care. The two that I wouldn't, that I'm still friends with, I'll talk about. I'll just give one of the other exes names. And, you know, kind of like disguise it. Of like, yeah, Teresa did this when it was really Sandra. I just don't want Sandra to know I'm talking about it. Like, yeah, just let it go. Yeah, yeah. I thought about, you know, LA Times has like, it's like Opus Mission, like, right, your dating horror stories. And I thought, oh, I could because... If somebody was like, how dare you use that? Then they're, they'd be admitting that it was them. That would be worse. <laughs> oh, is that, the, is that right? the, L, the LA Affairs section in the LA yeah. Times? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, I don't, wait. I'm it's in, you know it's what? In, yeah, I know. I, I know. My, my ex just published the story. Oh, really? And, and yeah, it got published in the LA Times. Oh, I probably read it because I read that thing. I'm like, I'm like oh, those. you know, this is interesting. Yeah, it was it was it was quite of a it was quite of a it was it was quite a, a discovery when I was like, huh, this isn't me she's talking about. 
Mm. <laughs> like, this sounds uh, familiar. Yeah, I was like, okay, this isn't me. She's she's not talking about me. Who is she talking about? If I'm her, I thought I was her most recent ex. Mm. It's, yeah. There's some like investigative reporting needs to happen right in there. Yeah, it was a, it was, a, it, was, it, was it was quite a, it was quite a discovery. She was like pandemic, and I was like, wait a minute, we broke up during the pandemic, <laughs> and this isn't me. Where did? Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. a whole another tangent. That's another tangent. Well, they ought to have in the in the LA Affairs section. They ought to have you know they have letters to the editor. They ought to have like yes. response to LA Affairs. Like, like yes. Like, I would like to put my two cents about what yeah. that. Like three weeks about. ago, you had the article by We Met in the Park. We Met in the Park. <laughs> I just want you to know that that this person that they're saying was such a toxic, toxic narcissist. That was me. Okay. Yeah. And I'm not toxic at all. I might be a narcissist, but not toxic. <laughs> Which is why I'm writing to defend myself. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You need to know that they were totally unappreciative of how great I am. Yes. That's the other now, side of the story. I want to write my own article stating why I'm such a great person, and they're the ones who actually was the toxic person. That's right. <laughs> Paragraph one. I do love how like toxic and narcissists are like the buzz dating buzzwords now. Oh sure. Well, there's just so it. many. Yeah. There's so many out there. Yeah. And that's also yeah. true. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Toxic and narcissists. I think most of the bad people are all toxic and narcissists. Well, there's one level further, uh, which I discovered personally, and that's psychopath. Oh, <laughs> psychopath. Oh, yes. <laughs> Speaking of burning it down. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of burning it down. Speaking of like burning did, it down. I like did some, I was like, oh, this is a difference. No remorse. No, like, uh -huh. no shame. Okay. So, so um, well, uh, now since we're talking about insanity, I think, yeah. I think the technical, I'm going to look this up in the D, uh, what is it called? The DSM five, uh, you know, they have um, psychopath and sociopath. Okay. Yeah. I believe, yeah. so I believe sociopath is the no remorse, uh, no, uh, no sense of other people's existence, and psychopath is more totally unhinged from reality. I yeah, think. See, I've, all, I've always, I never, yeah, I've always got those mixed up. I've never been able to decipher them between the two. I know uh, Angelina Jolie and Girl Interrupted is a sociopath, and uh, psychopaths are often murderers. First Google Google hit under difference between difference between psychopath and sociopath. Mm. Tells you something about my search history. Well, yeah. <laughs> psychopaths, <laughs> psychopaths are classified as people with little to no conscious conscience. Mm. Sociopaths have a limited, albeit weak, ability to feel empathy and remorse. Psychopaths can and do follow social conventions when it suits their needs. <laughs> according to oh. according to verywellmind.com. Yeah, that psychopath, I think I'll still stick with that. That's what I was dealing with. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was about to say, so what is like the Joker? I need to put, I need, I need examples so I can really grasp this. Is Joker mm. a psychopath? Well, now, which Joker are we talking about? Because there are, you know, a few different takes on I'm the going, Joker. I'm going, I'm going Heath Ledger, Joker. Heath Ledger, Joker. Is he a psychopath? Because he didn't feel 
like he seemed like emotionally he had nothing emotionally yeah. other than wanting to burn it all down i love that right. that's the theme that we're on just burning mm-hmm. it down mm-hmm. just burn it down mm-hmm. Yeah, I, he, yeah, he wasn't even interested in profit or anything. He wanted yeah. to just create chaos, right? Where I think psychopaths have more of a specific uh, interest for gain. Yeah. Okay. And the the, the <laughs> I mean, I'm thinking about the you know the recent. I didn't see the Heath Ledger one, but I did see the one uh, uh, with uh, Joaquin <laughs> Phoenix. Okay. Oh yeah. boy, love him. And, um, yes, yeah, that's a good and one too. What, what's weird is I saw that like a couple of months after seeing the one where um, the quasi documentary one. What was the hell was the one that Joaquin Phoenix did where he's? Oh, um, oh, it, I forgot the it's name. It's like a mockumentary, but he's like, I, I wasn't really all. No, yeah, I don't know what that was called. It was very disturbing. I'm not really here or something. Yes, like, I'm not here. We're like all doing coke, and then the camera guy's on coke, and like, I'll yeah, get really I think it's I'm not here. I'm not here. Casey Affleck. Yeah, I think he got divorced after that. I'm still here. Sure, that's what it is. Yes, I'm still here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like this whole art imitating life, imitating art, imitating life thing uh-huh. going on because you have the scene where the Joker is on the talk show and it's like the same yes. scene as the one when um, Joaquin Phoenix is on Letterman. And yes. I'm like, I'm like, what the frick is going on here? I uh-huh. literally don't understand yeah. what is reality and what is fiction. And then I went into the Gucci store and I took a bag. (laughs) (laughs) What's real anymore? What's really going on here? What is going on here? Well, we are in the time of subjective truth, people. So, yeah, that's uh, who's to say. That is true. (laughs) I was like, in insanity, if I'm... does the def- not the defense the prosecutor does the prosecutor have to prove that i'm sane or do they just have to lay out the facts of the case so uh the way a uh, shifting burden of proof works is mm-hmm. um it's like if you have the burden of proof and there's doubt then it goes against you so okay. um so if the if they take the example of the gucci bag um, the prosecution shows that you um, went into the store, that you walked out with the bag, and that um, you know you intended to do that. It wasn't an accident. You you mm-hmm. walked in, you took it out. You know the store clerk was like, I, I said, hey, don't take that bag. And then the and the defendant's like, uh, yeah, I guess that's what they said. Then the okay. and the burden on the insanity defense was is like um, if it was the Joker or something like that, it'd be like, well, you know the bag was uh, not real. It wasn't really there. And I don't really exist and neither do you. And then, mm. and then so the, the, that's, um, you have to show that by a preponderance of the evidence, which is like more likely than not, like 51%. Um, so the prosecution okay. will want to disprove that. And they'll want to say, well, look, you know, when you were, um, you know, I know you're saying you're the Joker now and nothing's real, but, you know, I saw you doing coke with Casey Affleck and it looked pretty real then. (laughs) So I'm not so sure that you don't know what you're doing. I'm more sure that you're just fooling around and pretending that you don't know what you're doing because it suits your psychopathic desire. Ah, ah, and that's where, see, here we go with the psychopath because that's 
manipulation because they know how to manipulate. They're manipulating uh, the situation. The or whatever situation, mm-hmm. yeah. Right. But they know so what they're doing. It's not insane. It's like calculated. Right. Right. Ooh, they know exactly tricky. what they're doing. But if mm-hmm. you look, someone's like literally like, you know, like you see this in LA and you see someone and you're just driving down the street and you're like, that person has literally no idea where they are, who they are, what's going on. Like they're living in another reality. If that person right. walks into a store and takes something out, like they don't have any idea who or what they are or what's going on. That's so that the law, because they want to make it, I don't know, harder to get out of crime or something. They, right. they it's a very, very high bar for what's insanity where you know, where just regular old mental illness isn't good enough to get you out of committing crimes. So if you take the Gucci bag and then get in your car and drive away, it's one thing. And you take the Gucci bag and then use it as a toilet outside the store, then that's yeah, your point. So, so, um, so those of you listening, uh, for, listening to this podcast for legal advice, remember that nothing said on this podcast is actual legal advice. We do not recommend taking a dump in a stolen Gucci bag in order to get away with it. There's no recommendation here. Eat We're just, rich. Um, <laughs> just saying hypothetically. <laughs> now, I will, see, I will only push back because will they keep the Gucci bag as evidence or do I get to keep it after I take the dump and stay with Ooh. it? Because then I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. You take the dump, you clean it out, you get a free Gucci bag. That's Now, that, that's a true, that's mens rea right there. That's men's wear right there. <laughs> that is one guilty mind right there. If they, keep it for, if they keep it for evidence, then yeah, don't do it. But if I get to take it afterwards. That's a good point. All right. I think we got a lot. Gross. Okay. We have okay. so much. So, so much. Interesting. Um, that's a half. So okay, so Mansuria, you're saying that's like guilty mind. And what was that other? Um... Oh, actus reus is the guilty act. Actus reus. So that's okay. the actual, the actual thing that you do, like taking the, taking the, um, taking the Gucci bag. I have an episode that is still in post production where we talk about actus reus. Um, the example would be, let's say the crime is being drunk on a highway. If you're in your house drunk. And then the cops come in and they carry you out onto the highway and then say, you're guilty of being drunk on a highway. You're not, you didn't have the guilty act because you didn't actually physically go onto the highway. Mm. You were drunk in your house, which is not a crime. Right. Being drunk on a highway is a crime. So the, there's no actus reus. Right. No guilty act. Okay. Actus reus. Okay. is the Latin for, I think, guilty or bad or something like that. And then okay. men's is men's is mind like mental health and actors is like act- acting okay um a very lucrative actus reus very lucrative career mm-hmm. yeah, some cops would do that though right they oh, like sure. you know they like oh, hit you sure. oh, yeah, they have, all that kind yeah. of thing right oh for sure yeah. we, drugs, all the rest stuff yeah yeah we have uh we have no love for the uh law enforcement <laughs> personnel on this show <laughs> <laughs> I have no love for they them. They make it that way. That's I very true. Wanted to. I tried. Right? I tried. I tried, but I have. They just make it very, very hard. Yeah. You know, it's not so oh much that God. they're bad apples. It's like there are a couple good apples in a really bad barrel. I think it's that's all the right. That's that's what it is. I like, think. I think. 
Yeah, it's like uh, what Chris uh, Chris Rock said um, in one of his stand-ups. He said, they say it's a bad apple. He said, but this is one job you can't have bad apples because you're responsible for people's lives. Yeah. He said, if you had a couple of pilots that crashed a couple of planes, you wouldn't say, <laughs> oh, you, United is fine. They just have a couple bad pilots. They'd be like, no, I'm never flying. We won't mention I'm, it. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm never flying United again. Like, yeah. you've had like four or five crashes. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, there needs to be like, a, yeah. Yeah, and I think people um, who... Like my one of my son's friend's father is a police officer. He's a very nice man, um, from my experience. But that doesn't mean like one. It's just like anytime you're defining an entire group of people by one person, good or bad, that's yeah. a logical fallacy. Absolutely, because it's, it's not a not a monolith, no matter who it is or where it is. Yeah. Also, when he's like saying hi to my son at his house, it's not the same thing as whatever he's doing on his job, because I have no idea what he does on his job. Yeah. Right. So, right. so there's that. Oh, my God. I was in the train station, you know, uh, like train cops that just hang out um, in the station. And they these guys were just like shooting the shit. You know, they weren't paying attention to anything going on. And it was a female cop and a dude and and every time he said something that made her laugh, she started like stroking her gun. I don't need to like yeah, a straight bullet. That she is, thought, like there was a funny story. That is really Wait. gross. Yo, yeah, that that is, gross. that's really <laughs> gross. <laughs> okay. Psychopath or sociopath. That falls yeah, under know. some category. I think that'd be sociopath. Yeah. Yeah. Stroke your gun when you're happy. That was yeah. weird. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, good one. Yeah. Um, the other thing too, I in our old neighborhood, there was this um, private security company that would roll through, and they were California Metro Patrol, and their cars legitimately were like reconditioned cop cars, like the exact, <laughs> whatever it is, like a Ford Taurus or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. And like California Metro Patrol, like sounds vaguely law enforcementy. You're like. Wait, do they work for Metro or the Highway Patrol right. or what? And literally, like, we would walk past this person sitting there every single like we'd take a dog on a walk at night and be like, oh, "Like, is this what?" And I was more afraid of them. Like, I was like, "Is this somebody pretending to be a cop?" Which it Ooh. was. Yeah, but they were paid to, be, paid to be there. But I was like, and they like sit there and then they drive away really fast. It was freaky. Um, I think we yeah. have to bleep out, bleep out the name of the company. Maybe I, did I defame them? Did I defame them? No, uh, I stated my opinion. I think that's opinion. an opinion. I think I think you're good, but you know, I'm not the lawyer. Well, barely am I. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to do some improv? Yeah, yeah let's dance. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Officer Harold, uh, I just wanted to let you know, uh, I saw that dance move you did back there, and I just want to congratulate you, uh, you know, from one officer to another. I haven't seen anything on the street that hip in a while, so. Oh, 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 Way to the, go. Gun, the gun stroke step? You like the gun stroke step? Well, you know, it, you yeah. know, it just, it, it happened when I was a boy, you know, I, it just, it just came to me, you know, my father gave me a BB gun. And uh, I shot it, I smiled, and then I did like, ooh, 
And I was like, oh, so then I came up and the second I became a law enforcement officer, I said, oh, and now it's the gunstroke step. You know, it's drop enough, a beat, you, drop some bullets. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, do you mind if I use that, Officer Johnson? Take it. Oh, uh, yeah, please. I, I'd be honored. I mean, now that huh. I saw that gunstroke step, please. Oh, yeah, the gunstroke step is beautiful. You know, I'm trying to get it passed in the county. You know, because if it comes a county rule, then I'll be teaching everybody the gunstroke step, and then uh, you know, we get out here on the streets, everybody gunstroke steps. You know, I think it'll be good to turn people's view of us around too. They see us all doing the gunstroke step. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll lay off of us a little bit. Maybe they'll just uh, you know keep in line and not give us any reason to start killing. But then, then I'm like, if they if they stay in line. Do we do gun strokes step? That's the only tricky part. Because I'm like, oh, I only gun stroke step when I when I when I use it. But if I don't use it, then I don't step. But stepping makes well, me I happy. I think you know, uh, staying in line is uh, that's TBD in court. You know, we we can. Uh, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. In the moment, it's uh, it's all a perception issue, like they taught us on the force. Of course, force of course, school. of course, of course. You know, there was the police academy and then there's force school, which, uh, you know, I did uh, some extra time there just to really get used to force. Really? Extra time. Now, I did I did the mandatory two days and then I was out of there. You did extra time at the force school. Oh, it was voluntary. I mean, I thought, what mm. kind of cop do I want to be? The most forceful one possible. And I, I think uh, strength comes from force and mm-hmm. weapons. Fascinating. Fascinating. Now, have you ever thought about, have, since, since you have so much for school training, have you ever thought about adding your own little step, you know, to uh, how you handle out here in these streets? You know, I think that'll help you. Oh, Officer Harold, I, I wasn't going to bring it up. I don't like to brag. I don't like to brag. All but right now, Johnson. All right now. I got some moves. I don't know if okay. you're ready for this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your vest on, right? Okay. Oh, well, I got, I got it here. I'm okay, just make it sure. You know, you don't know what might happen. But uh, okay. this All is right. one I call, uh, you know, uh, pop, pop, and lock it up. Pop, pop, and lock it up. All right, I'm ready to go. So, uh, yeah, it starts with a, a pop, pop, and then uh, all of a sudden uh, we got handcuffs around your ankles how you like oh that? my you, goodness you didn't see me put them there did you that i don't quick. even know how they got there that was yeah. that was That's fascinating pop, 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 johnson yep, pop, yep, pop, yep. lock it up you know what i tell you what, you take the pop pop lock it up i take the gun stroke step and we uh we both go to the <laughs> county maybe we could pass all of these around and uh you know you never know we might go viral or something like that you never know okay you know, stop right there because it would be my dream to go viral um, we go viral we become those those famous police officers the kids put up on their uh, Insta faces. And Although, then, uh... you know, I, I will say just on a more serious note, uh, mm-hmm. I have gotten some feedback lately uh, about some terminology I've been using. And mm-hmm. uh, apparently, <laughs> due to the conditions of today's world, uh, we can't say uh, viral anymore. Too sensitive, <sighs> too sensitive. I know, I didn't come up with it. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, what is viral. this world coming to? Well, you know, because it's one virus, you can't say viral anymore in a good way, oh, right? Oh, my goodness. That makes sense, but I'll tell you what, I don't like it. Johnson, Harold, get into my office. 
Sit down, sit down, Johnson. Sit down, Harold. How's it going, Chief? Uh, I didn't ask you to address me. It's going well, thank you. Now, I've gotten several complaints about the InstaFace post that the two of you put up. Apparently, it's gone viral. And oh. the kids everywhere are doing the pop-pop and the cop step, and they're calling it the cop-cop-pop-pop. They're, oh. the, they're on the tweak talk, and they're on the InstaFace. They're on the, the Twoter. They're doing it all. What? So you're, you're telling me I'm on the tweet talk right now? You're on the tweet talk right now. I'm live streaming this on the tweet talk. And I, uh, Harold Johnson, I got to tell you, you're fired. Fired. No, come on. No, oh, God, no, no. Oh, come on, Chief. You can't do this to us. Wait a second. Why? Officer Harold, why are you raising that gun and stroking it in that very provocative way? I, I don't know, Chief. I this never happened before. It's, it's kind of involuntary. I don't. It usually happens when I'm happy, but now I'm, I'm getting this angry sensation, and I just, I just can't stop for some reason. Well, maybe you cut the camera off, Chief. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't oh, want to I'm, go. I'm going to keep this rolling here, uh, Officer Harold. Oh, I keep feeling very anxious. Well, the way you're stroking that gun is making me very anxious. No, 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 Chief. I don't, I don't want this to go viral. I don't want, I don't want this oh. part to go viral. Oh no, it's definitely not going to go viral. But, but, no, Officer. Officer Johnson, why are you doing that that dance move with the handcuffs around my ankles? Look, Sergeant, you had the camera on. I had to drop that pop pop lock lock. Okay, you gave me no choice. For the fans. For the fans. This is for the people, Chief. This is for the people. I mean, if we're if we're gonna be viral, I think we need to go uh, viral the correct way, Chief. I, the people need to see that it's the this is the new force. This is the new way. Well, well, we I, want to refund the police, right? I mean, I want money back in uh, my pocket. That's, that's true. What I'm doing. Maybe, maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe a, a fun dancing, gun stroking, cops locking up other cops kind of story would would improve our image at the county. Harold Johnson, you're unfired. Yes. Oh. Unfired. Thank you, sir. You will definitely regret this. I mean, you. <laughs> time will tell. Okay. I'm going to go one yeah. step further, and I'm putting you in charge of the public public relations and internal affairs units. Both that's units. That's what we always. That's what we always wanted. Wait, it, we're we're viral, and we're going to teach everybody the, the the gun stroke step and the pop pop cop lock. Ah, guys, I think I just got one. I got one in the hip. Yep. Yeah. Just, oh, uh, oh, that is a deep one. Uh, call him at it real quick. I think I could, uh, you know. Uh, I should still be good, you know, for a uh, softball this I'll weekend. Call, I'll call a medic right now. Nine one one. What's your emergency? Uh, we got a. Uh, this is the uh, the chief of police down at the county, and uh, we have a pop pop lock lock bang bang. Uh, and this is uh. So you are calling nine one one from the police force agency. Yes, and can you please turn on the InstaFace? I'm live streaming it right now. You can see much more detail if you just look at oh. my, my live stream. It's at the chief uh -huh. of police at of the county. The uh, the. At the chief of police of the county. Wow. Well, look at that. You see me li live streaming right now. I see that. I, you know, is that a filter or is that really all that blood happening so that, right that, now? That's um that's blood. That's that's an officer down. Okay. That's an officer down. Uh, yeah. uh, chief, 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 uh 
Johnson doesn't look too good, Chief. I think uh, I think you need to hurry up and get the ambulance over here. Uh, 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 uh. Uh, so uh, we will be sending uh, emergency vehicles. However, um, there uh, is a, a shortage at the moment. So I'm just going to place you on a brief hold. Ah. I hate it when 911 puts me on hold. Ah. Okay, and uh, um, so uh, just I, I would suggest if you could uh, rice, you know, elevate, rest. Ice, compression, these are, uh, you know, go-to tips for any kind of wounds, really. So, I really uh, I really appreciate that. You know, I, I'm sorry. I had to take another call right now. Um, uh, my, my son was calling about his soccer practice, so I just... Oh, I could hold. Very distracted. Okay. Uh, just, um, uh, yes? Okay. Uh, hold on. I'm going to just text him right now. Uh-huh. Yep. That, that, that. Uh, uh yeah uh sorry um yes i'm just um uh yeah uh, what what is it son dad, dad you said you were going to take me to the game later dad yeah um uh well dad's dealing with a small situation here in the in the dad, police force office police force dad, office dad but you promised that we would go to the game now uh can you just do me a favor, son, and just, you know, go on my live stream and can you hit a couple of likes, hit me up, we can uh, <laughs> just uh, kind of... Uh, sure, Dad. It's, and it's, maybe if it's, you can repost it to some of your followers. It's, it's uh, the chief at the police station? No, the chief of the police of the county. The chief of the police of the county. Whoa, is that a... F uh, son, I think you hit mute on yourself there. I lost you for a second, son. <laughs> I cannot hear you at all. I, 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 oh, God. Are the kids going to see me at least? I just want to be cool with the kids. I don't oh. know. My, I just lost my son on the phone. He was there. And, and uh, Officer Harold, uh, uh, you know, you're not helping at all, Officer Harold. Do you know CPR? I remember we did it at some point in time, but I just have no recollection whatsoever. Ah, uh, for school, just tell you to just... Take a man when he's down. <laughs> pressure. Put more pressure on me. Ah. We gather here today to remember the life of Officer Joanna Johnson. <laughs> she was brave, valiant, and really a lot of fun. But she bled out. <laughs> In the office of the chief of police. She'll probably be best remembered for a few things. Over 41 incidents involving uh, blocking people up in handcuffs around their ankles. 32 times she was investigated by internal affairs. And then the brief stint she had as the head of public relations and internal affairs. Um, we see that her, her spouse is here, uh, who, who probably remembers Joanna Johnson, Officer Joanna Johnson, the best. Uh, uh, so just love to hear from uh, Officer Johnson's spouse. Just a few words, please. We do have a time limit. Uh, 
Uh, thank you for having me. Uh, my name is Jonah Johnson. Uh, Joanna was uh, my wife, 27 years. She was a lovely soul. <sighs> she, uh, she always used to tell people this, but she got the, the, the handcuff trick from me. On our honeymoon, she wanted to do a nice little trick. And she accidentally handcuffed her own ankles. And I said, baby, you need to take that with you. <laughs> and she took it with her to on the, on the force. And then all she ever wanted to do was go uh, and be the head of public relations and, and, and help people. Thank you so much. Do you suppose we could wrap it up just like 30 more seconds? Uh, 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 it's my wife, but okay. I, she, uh, she, she was a I mean, the county is and... paying for this. I mean, she, was, is paying for this. She, was, she was a beautiful soul and I'm a, I'm a lover and I'm a messer. Okay, bye. I'm sure you'll have much more to say at the private reception you'll have later. But um, thank you so much, uh, um, uh, Mr. Johnson, for speaking out Ooh. about your, your spouse's uh, brave life and some uncomfortably personal details. What a kinky story. Oh, oh, uh, <laughs> great to see you. Great to see you. Uh, please take the microphone over. I'd love to, love to, uh, uh, yes, we do um, appreciate your contribution. And that's, um, are you, uh, are you the head of internal affairs there? The I am. Yes, of course. And you're the and one I that was, you did all those investigations of Officer I Johnson. I did, I did. Well, well why don't you I'll share Share a few, share your story. Yes, yes. Uh -huh. um, I've been in this position for just a few years, and I can say most of my time was spent investigating uh, the performance of this officer in particular. So it comes to no surprise whatsoever that she should end uh, her life so abruptly and accidentally in this way. You know, I have been also investigating the force school and how they instruct officers to behave in the most forceful way. I think this may be an example of where it doesn't work out so well, but to be determined and my investigation. Uh, I think that's my time. And I did bring the mini weenies. Uh, everyone, please take some. I, I know they look weird, but I, I promise they're fine. They're fine. Please, please eat some. Uh, we're here in day 38 of force school. Uh, and uh, I see uh, Officer Harold, you're here again. Um, you are still stroking your gun today. And as I've mentioned the last 37 days, uh, it doesn't look very forceful if you stroke your gun. I, I think you could have taken a couple lessons from your partner, but. Um, Don't you dare bring up her. Don't you dare bring up Johnson. She was a fine officer and the greatest this force has ever seen. You, you know, you're so right. She was so forceful. And um, I, I do appreciate forceful. But today, what we're going to be working on is, is obnoxious comments. Uh, mm. Obnoxious comments are, are not a form of violence that we usually sanction um, because we prefer much more physically violent and hurtful things. However, Dr. your mom said last night. Oh, oh, see, and see, oh, that's painful on the inside. That's painful on the inside. Well done. Well done, Officer Snarkly. Uh, Officer Snarkly. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Officer Snarkly, you just, uh, you're constantly impressing everyone with your, uh, the way you take to force school. And um, 
really, I think I, I think you really have demonstrated today, Officer Snarkly, the way that that sticks and stones may break your bones, but words they hurt as hard as hell. Okay. Yeah, they last way longer. Way That's longer. What I learned at uh, Delta Phi Kappa. Oh. oh, oh yeah, Delta Phi Kappa. Uh, I, most of our great officers do come from Delta Phi Kappa. I will say. Uh, Delta Phi. Officers, Delta Phi. Thank you, uh, Officer Pettis. I appreciate you jumping in on that. The Delta Phi yeah. shout out. Yeah, you know Delta Phi represent all day class of two thousand and twenty. You know Delta Phi. Delta Phi. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Officer Pettis. Appreciate it. Uh, welcome to the force. Uh, I believe this is your second day of fourth school. And, uh, you know, beyond uh, the first day, it's all totally voluntary. So I appreciate your dedication to the use of force in policing. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. You know, you know, uh, Officer Johnson was a hero of mine. So I was like, yo, Officer Johnson could do more than two days. I'm going to do more than two days. Yo, this Delta guy's five. a legend. He used to take people together on campus he taped 50 people together one time they were stuck like that for a week legend um how long do you think we're gonna be stuck at this tape together <laughs> i'm starting to sweat i'm i'm just shocked that he had this much tape i mean how was it possible for all of us to get here together yeah, I, I think it's weird that we had so so little resistance to him too. It's just one of him and fifty of us. Yeah, it it like it, it like I, I walked in and I saw he had five, and then he somehow got me and like seven other people. Yeah, it was amazing. I, I mean, yeah, what she said. I mean, I think maybe we just shouldn't have been, you know, so easily compliant with just, you know, a spoken order from someone who's clearly just, a, you know, a bro. I mean, but hey, he had know, some... I, I didn't learn critical thinking um, in public school. And also I was just following orders and I thought it would all work out. But he had such a, first, a forceful voice. I, I, I kind of just froze in, 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 in the moment. Well, I was just coming to see if you guys were okay. And then before I knew it, I was also in being taped together. <laughs> also, like, at some point, somebody's got to come for us, right? Like, we can't just stay here forever. Like, eventually I'm going to get snacky. The other thing, the other thing, uh, excuse me, I just wanted to make a comment. The other thing is that the tape's not really that strong. It's just like kind of like uh, scotch tape. Like maybe if we all tried, we could break out. Of it. I don't know. I never. I mean, I, I'm a compliance major, so um, you know, I just I comply with everything. That's how I roll. But you know, oh. I just it's just a thought, just a thought, just a thought. All right, class. This is compliance 101. Now, uh, everyone, uh, <laughs> Simon says, sit down. <laughs> I'm, I'm already sitting. I'm already I'm, sitting. I'm, I, I was sitting before he was sitting. I mean, I was sitting I, I, when you said, all right. I mean, but I sat so fast. Though. But I was, I was, so I was, I was, I was definitely sitting also. Okay. Yeah. That was just a little Simon says joke. Cause uh, that's how we're going to operate in life. Um, so, um, you know, some people may call you um, a Sherson or, or part of a sheeple. Uh, a singular would be a Sherson, and uh, and that's your first vocab word of the day. Everybody, write it down, please. 
I already wrote it down. I wrote it down so fast, though. Like, I, I brought a, I brought a note card in advance because I knew you were going to say that. I mean, I thought. I mean, okay. I didn't. I didn't know. I mean, I hoped. You know, compliance yeah. isn't a competition. So, uh, how about you write that one down? Okay. Oh, of course, it's not a competition. I wasn't competing. I'm. I'm never competing with anybody. I wasn't competing either. I was just. I was just. I was just. I mean, I was just listening. <laughs> um. Okay, let's do a little role play. What would you do? Uh, for a Klondike bar. <laughs> I mean, I would, I would do so much or so little. It it depends on who's given the Klondike bar and what they would want me to do for the Klondike bar, and I would do just that for yeah, the Klondike bar. Do you mind if would, I? Oh. oh, go ahead. No. Oh, uh, see, I'm so going to comply. I'm, I'm I, letting the class rule me. <laughs> can I ask a question with a question? If if you ask me what would I do with a Klondike bar, is it okay if I ask you what do you want me to do for the Klondike bar? Oh, that would be the, the, the best response, yes. Yeah. Uh, and I will say I would like you uh, to donate your mother. Uh, uh, yes, I'll happily donate my mother uh, okay. for, for for a Klondike bar or anything else. I, you don't actually don't have to give me the Klondike bar, but but uh, consider it done. My mom gets off work at five. Can I do it then? I'll, 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 I'll... Mm, my, my mom gets off work at three. Huh? She gets off work at three. Stupid mom and her job. Well, it's three o'clock and my boy should be here any minute to pick me up. Uh, um, uh, uh, hi mom hi mom can you just ju just jump on the back of my vespa okay okay um, um you, I just, you did um, bring your old mama helmet didn't you uh yeah i got the the helmets inside the vespa seat here let me hand it to you and okay um, you know also, what though i i did just get my hair done so please just drive carefully i'll hold the helmet close to my chest in case oh, oh, okay. uh, um, something should puncture my heart um uh, and mom, I was wondering, uh, not to inconvenience you too much, but um, uh, maybe if you thought maybe you could put on those um, the uh, handcuffs I have on the back seat, that would just be, um, you know, it's for a school project. Um, you it's know, not, holding... I mean, I mean, only if you want to, no, I mean, I'll hold the helmet for you, mom. I just, it's, I don't want to inconvenience you. Or well, put you out I, in any I way, did but... say I was holding it close to my chest in case you were about to puncture my heart. And it seems as though you've just done that by well, asking me to handcuff myself so I'm... unsafely while we're riding through traffic on the back. Oh, of your you, you're so right, mom. You're so right. And I, you know, I was just trying to follow your, your lead and you know how you always wanted me to be successful in school and do my school project. So I, I, I understand that you, you know, my, uh, late nights and compliance 101 and 102 kept me away from you, mom. And, you know, I, I I'm sorry about that. And you understand that having a mother that taught you to be this compliant is going to set you up to be perfect in any relationship moving forward. Right? I, I do know that, Mom. I so appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, perfect. I'm perfectly set up because uh, I always know what to do because all I need to do is ask you. Jonathan, thank you for taking me out. Uh, finally, I, I was really hoping you would have been, you know, had had a crush on you for a while. And um, so, hey, thanks 
for uh, you know, finally suggesting that we do something together. It's my first time bowling. Can you believe it? <laughs> uh, oh, I hope that's okay. I mean, you know, I mean, like um, bowling. So, I mean, do you, I hope you're going to like it because, you know, bowling is like a thing, like not everybody likes it. So I hope you like it. And, you know, it wasn't really an idea. It was that the word bowling was on the wall when I saw you and asking you out. So I just thought, what should I do? And I was like, oh, we could go out. And then you're like, okay, bowling. Um, yeah. So I hope you like it. Um, yeah, I guess I'll just grab one of these big, heavy balls now. And, oh, do you want uh, me to like, I can look, hold, I can pick, I can pick it all I hold for you. And like, you could carry you over to the, to the, to the aisle. You know, I've never been bowling before. Is that how it usually goes? But, uh, well, I don't know. Is that how you want to do it? I mean, if, like, if you want to be carry the ball, I can't carry the ball for you. It's fine. Oh my God. I see my ex, Kevin. Oh yeah, you should uh, definitely oh, talk to him. Oh, oh, hey, how are you? How's it going? Oh, I'm, I'm good. Just, you know, oh. I'm just busy moving on, you know, from you. And I, I've got this super um, cool day right now. He's, yeah, yeah, no, 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 you look, you look great. You look great. I see you know, you're you bowling, which is, which is just great. Like you've, you've grown Yeah, well, so you much. never took me, so. Oh, why do we have to rehash these things? Like, 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 you know, like you said you were moving on. I, I moved on. Like, you're here with this, this guy. This, like, this guy? Hi. Yeah. Hi, hi. I'm yeah. Kevin, if it's okay. With, I, I know you're Kevin. I'm also Kevin. Yeah. Look at this loser doesn't even know his own name. Well, no, it's, it's Kevin. If you wanted to be Kevin, it could be something else. That's fine, John. Freaking loser. What's your, what's, your, what's your highest score you ever got here, fake Kevin? Um, what, uh, I, mm, 300, but it was also nothing. Horse malarkey. You've never gotten a 300. I'm the only guy who's gotten a 300 here at the downtown bowling lane. You guys better not fight over me. Okay. Uh, wait, oh, wait, I'm sorry. When you, is that, um, reverse psychology? Because if you yes. want, okay, so you want me to fight over you, okay, Kevin. Uh, she wants me fight, to fight, fight over you, so that's fight, 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 um, fight, fight. Here at the downtown bowling alley, you're gonna, you're gonna, you want me to fight this loser for you? I tell you what, why don't we bowl? One bowl, winner takes the girl. I, I mean, if that's what you want me to do, Kevin. I, I, I mean, yeah. Like, is that okay with you, Patricia? A, I mean, you know. I, uh, I mean, I was really hoping somebody would actually get hurt, though. So I, I don't know. I'm kind of over it now. Okay. You well, uh, I, I, no, you want me to get hurt? Okay, I'm drop a bowling ball on my foot. Okay. Ow! No! Oh my God! What the? What the hell? Like, bro, are you okay? You just dropped a bowling ball on your own foot. Are you okay? I, do you want me to be okay? Because if you want me to be okay, I'm totally okay. Yes. Yes. Oh. yes. But. Drop another one on your other foot, please. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be mad at this loser, but he's, he's so kind of turning me on. I can't right? walk anymore. Oh my goodness, Patricia, pick the guy up off the floor, like. Uh, okay. I'm bleeding oh out God. of my feet. Can someone get this guy oh my some <laughs> So, um, let me get this straight. You dropped a bowling ball on both of your own feet, shattering both of your fibulas. <laughs> yes, I, 
I wanted to be compliant. <laughs> and so Patricia said that she wanted to uh, fighting hurt words. Kevin was wanted to beat me and seemed like a good solution at the time. There's, Do you think this will, will this be covered by my insurance? Uh, absolutely not. You're going to have to pay out of pocket. So there's Ooh. tissues on the table. There's tissues on the table if you want to cry. So <laughs> how did it feel when Patricia said that she liked that you dropped the bowling ball on your first foot and said, do it again? Like, what emotion did that occur up in you? Now, I'm, is there emotion I'm supposed to have? Because I think... That's, that's, that's not typically how therapy works. I, you, you tell me what you feel and then I charge you an exorbitant amount of money to tell oh, you I'm that so you're stupid. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel stupid. Don't know. You can you're, give me the bill now. Okay. That's fine. No, no, it's okay. No, your, your hour isn't over yet. It's, we, 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 oh, okay. we, we still have like a half hour left. Okay. How do you feel? I feel. Kevin. Uh, yes, mom. Uh, sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh, yes, mom. Um, I'm late for my nails. Please, we've uh, gotta go. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Mr. Therapy Man, but my mom, uh, Doctor Therapy Man person, my mom says I have to go. But then you say I have to say my feelings. I don't know what to do. Yeah, well, you're paying me for the hour. We still have thirty minutes left. Make a decision. But I don't know what to do. <laughs> you have to make the decision. So here we are in um, swimming pool, and uh, there are fish that shouldn't be here. No. Clearly, someone imported them. Yes. Mm. Yes. Um, and my concern is are these fish, um, have they mutated to be able to withstand uh, all this chlorine, or is this pool super dirty? Mm. Um, either uh, way, um, I, I, I really want to get out, but. Um, I lost my clothes, so I can't. So, um, yeah. See the the, the dirt and the, the dirt in the pool. I I couldn't see anything. So yeah, I, I can see your predicament with wanting to get out versus mm -hmm, mm -hmm. stay in this dirty pool. Um, this started as a Delta Capify uh, ho um there, and now um, yeah, it's it's a really weird hazing ritual that they have just like get in the dirty pool and yeah also i'm pretty sure a piranha just bit my leg um i think mm -hmm. maybe i should get out but again like i'm i don't have my well, clothes either so it's like oh god where there's one piranha there's usually several other once the blood starts gushing so yeah. um I'm probably gonna probably gonna i guess this is it for both of us yeah 
again, I don't really think that I should have. This was not the right fraternity for me to join. I, mean, I could have said no. Like once they said, yo, get in a pool full of piranhas. I could have been like, mm -hmm. no, that's not what I'm going to do. But, you know, it's just. Hey, when you're a major in compliance. Like well, I'm here now. What are your options, you know? Mm -hmm. I'm John Stokely coming to you live from the Phi Delta Kappa house. Tonight, we bring you breaking news. Seven more bodies rescued from the dirty piranha-filled pool at the Phi Delta Kappa house. The police are surrounding the building and they are leading out members of the Phi Delta Kappa fraternity one by one. Uh, sir, 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 excuse me, excuse me. Uh, I, I see you're being led away by the police from your fraternity house. How do you feel? Uh, this is total crap, man. This is total crap. Look, we didn't make them get in the pool. We just said you couldn't get in if you got in the pool. And now I'm being arrested for it. This is, this is total. This is, you know what this is? This is malarkey, bro. This is malarkey. Ladies and gentlemen, we're hearing it live from the Phi Delta Capital House. This is breaking news, breaking news coming to you live. Multiple, multiple, is it a homicide? Multiple bodies found. Multiple people in a piranha dirty blood infested pool in the back of the Phi Delta. We're going, we're going to go live to, uh, to Chopper Jane. Chopper Jane, do you have a visual on the, uh, on the dirty piranha infested bloody pool? Uh, yes, I, I do have a, a visual. It is pretty disgusting down here, I will say. And the smell is not great. Um, uh, it, it appears that, uh, it was one person who, uh, who orchestrated this whole thing. Um, that they are saying that they didn't know it was wrong. Um, so it sounds like um, we may have a mental health issue on our hands. Yes. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'm, I, uh, we're going to cut away to our legal expert. We're going to cut away to um, to John Stostmeyer, attorney at law. He's a criminal professor, Mr. Uh, attorney Stostmeyer. Uh, can you can you talk to give us a little bit of intuition about this um, potential explanation of I believe it's the malarkey defense? Well, thank you for having me. First of all, yes, uh, the malarkey defense strictly states that if I suggest you do something and then you do it, am I criminally responsible for the actions? I mean, as my client has stated on many occasions. They suggested that they get into the pool, but they did not forcibly make them get into the pool. I believe it was Malarkey versus the state, 1968, that it first came about. And uh, that is the defense that we shall be presenting here today. Thank you so much, Attorney Stossmeister. Uh, do, um, uh, do you have any, uh, any additional comments uh, regarding the uh, potential outcome of this case? I, I, I believe that we shall win. I, I, this is absolute malarkey, pun both unintended and intended. My clients have done nothing wrong. This is a tradition that dates back from Kappa Phi back to 1921. You fill the pool up with piranhas and do they get in? That's neither here nor there. The fact that these students got in and then they found themselves Bleeding out in the pool based on the piranhas is absolute malarkey, as I stated, both intended and unintended with the puns. Yes. Uh, cut to 1968 malarkey case. <laughs> 
uh, come to order. Uh, this is the uh, <clears throat> the the uh, courtroom of Judge Smith here. Uh, the defendant, Mr. John Malarkey, uh, enter your plea. First and foremost, Judge Anna, you enter your plea. Guilty. Because, oh, no, no, oh this is my opening defense, Judge. I'm not done yet. <clears throat> because this case, as all the other cases that have come before it, have been absolute malarkey, pun intended. You see, Judge Anna, I have done nothing wrong. All I did was walk into the store and grab a bag of chips and then sprinkle some chips onto the ground, and then the person came and they slipped on the chips and died. It's absolute malarkey that I should be held responsible for someone slipping on the chips and killing themselves. Absolute malarkey. Not guilty by way of malarkey defense. Objection! Sustained. Oh. Uh, I didn't expect that. Okay. Um, hey, this malarkey uh, fella is just using his name as an excuse to uh, not take any responsibility for anything. Now, I was raised in a world, and I think you too were, Judge, where, uh, you know, there are consequences and responsibilities for our actions. And uh, I don't know who would waste food like that and make a big mess. And, you know, and, and then the fact that a, law, a life was lost. Well, <laughs> you know, right. Judge Anna, sustained. Okay. Judge Anna, if I may read, if I may redirect the, the 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 court, sustained. Okay. <clears throat> oh. Judge, you are a child playing with your fire truck. I assume. Guilty. Your mother comes. Yes. Your mother comes down the stairs and she trips on the fire truck and she goes flying, heels in the air, hair matted, pearl necklace all over the ground. And she says, judge, you are hereby guilty and I'm sentencing you to your room for two weeks for punishment. Are you in fact guilty or are you not guilty by way of malarkey, your honor? The court takes judicial notice of the malarkey defense and sustains both the guilty and not guilty verdict. As we all know, my mother enforced compliance from a very young age, and therefore, this case will henceforth be known as the malarkey case, both as pun and as literal sense. In this instance, we take judicial notice of the guilty and not guilty pleas that are simultaneously in effect. I hereby rule henceforth, whenever anyone is found guilty for malarkey, they shall be found innocent for not having malarkey due to the malarkey pun, and also not a pun. Thank you. Victory <laughs> is mine. <laughs> and that's, I got it, that's it. Oh. That was fun. That was amazing. <laughs> that, was, that was a ride right there. That was amazing. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh my God. It's always a trip. Hey, way to make it no, work. So much creativity. You know, I really appreciate you both. That, uh, I, likewise, I, I regretted so many things that came out of my mouth the instant <laughs> they came out, but somehow <laughs> you've, you've justified them. Every day. Every single day. That's, that's the beauty of yes and. You have to. Yeah. Justify, justify, justify. 
explore and heighten explore and heighten so the third part of laying down the law is i like to interview my guests ask a couple questions and lay down the pretense since we just spent somewhere between 25 and 30 minutes pretending um let's get real i'm going to start with lauren lauren if you could start a secret conspiracy what would the secret conspiracy be oh god they're listening right now um okay um i would say that um Every public gym is uh, harnessing our energy that we're using on that equipment uh, to store it in big generators and um, saving it for something, you know, of of great power. Okay. Like, where is all that energy go? It's got to go somewhere. So. I actually think that's a really good idea. That could solve climate change right there. Well, I mean, that's really my, my real point is like, yeah, I'd love to like dismantle the monopoly on power companies by having self-generated. It's like two uh, terrible energy. things and you just put them together. The, no. the, yeah, the, the gym, gym memberships and coal fired plants. And you just kind of put yeah. them together and it's like, oh, you're getting on that recumbent bicycle. Right. Oh, you're, oh, you're riding it. Yes. Or like the Peloton situation, like that could be a private generator, you know, like it's such a waste of energy. We just. Well, once we get that. the vaccine chips implanted in us and we just can't resist getting on our Are Pelotons. You listening? <laughs> well, no. <laughs> They're listening. They're All right. Listening. Uh, Jeremy, what's the weirdest smell you've ever smelled? Ah, the weirdest smell I've ever smelled. Um, actually happened recently. A banana peel, when it sits not like open, but when it's actually uh, confined like in garbage, mm. the banana peel, when you like separate it, because you got the banana smell and then the peel kind of smells like that, but let it sit for like a week or two in garbage, not by itself. Like I said, it has this sort of, it's not even like an odor as much as it's like, it, it, it's sort of like, imagine everything in your garbage coming together and then add banana. <laughs> <laughs> and it, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't smell bad. It smells not good, but it's, it's like a new kind of experimental, like, what is this? It's almost like the smell is like an alternate reality of a, of an, ex- yeah. like another plane of existence, not even a smell. It, it was weird. Like I'm, like holding the garbage bag up to me. I'm like, what is that? It's not garbage. It's like, it's like it's sort Banana of like- flavored. Yeah. And like, like a laffy taffy encapsulated a garbage. And three um, days later, they, 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 they burst into your door and you're just standing there. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> what happened? You de-teleported like, time. Yes. <laughs> like no one's heard from him for a week. Like what yeah, happened? He's what like happened? physically like, just like, what is this? Like he's, <laughs> yeah. um, it, was a, it was a weird moment that is weird that's like that's an incredibly detailed description well i i think it's time you start composting that was i think so <laughs> yeah. yeah separate your organic waste okay yeah yeah um, it's, it's time lauren what is something that everyone looks stupid doing outside no uh, Oh, that everyone looks stupid doing. Um, <laughs> eating salads. 
Nobody looks good eating a salad. It's like big pieces everywhere, always something in your teeth. That's true. That's the really worst true. Worst thing to eat like on a date or something. Like that's true. Especially <laughs> salad plus braces. It's like just oh, yeah. a nightmare. Either you know it's fine chopped enough that you got to do a scooping, or the chunks are too big that that leaf is like hitting all around your lips before it actually goes in your yeah, mouth. Because you got to like. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing is like if you're if you're on a date and you're having a salad and then the other person's having something like a taquito that they can eat right. in like three bites and they like pick it up and they're like they're just waiting for you for an hour. Yeah, oh god, it's so you're like, time like standing there and you're like, you're really I'm <laughs> yeah. full. You had like four <laughs> bites. No, no, I'm I'm really full. Yeah. Um, it's also one of those things I you should chew a lot, but it's hard to remember that in the moment oh, yeah. sometimes, you know. Oh yeah. Even choke on a salad. It's really embarrassing. <laughs> By the way, is kale food? Is kale food? I don't think it's food. I I, I like it, but only cooked. I think I, raw kale is for rabbits. That's I really crazy. don't think it's like what to, should. Are there nutrients in it? Because I'm not really sure. I don't. I would really bake the shit out of that until it's just crispy, textury stuff. It's lettuce, probably not. I, at thought, that point. I, I thought it was lettuce. Isn't it a type of lettuce? No. I, it's Isn't definitely lettuce adjacent. Relative. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I haven't heard of kale. It was like five years ago. All of a sudden, kale existed. I was like, oh, well, it was a garnish plant? for like a thousand years, and somebody decided, hey, let's put it in let's the eat it. Okay. Because because <laughs> we live in the richest country in the world, we're like, let's eat something that we don't eat. Let's eat something that's not food because we're like. <laughs> You know, we don't have enough amazing food, but we're going to eat something that tastes like disgusting. It's like I've, I've had lettuce. I've had spinach. Like, yeah. I need I need a new leaf. I need a new green. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's a super so food. Bored. Yeah. Well, it's, you get like bored with your options, right? For yeah. cool problems. What else is there? Yeah. Um, I'm going to eat something that I don't eat because it just goes straight through me. <laughs> but OK, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> Um, there's a there's a saying I think I learned this it's like an Ayurvedic saying for your digestion you should uh, drink your food and chew your liquids for the best digestion but uh, I don't know who can do that really wow that is like that is like serious that's like you really meditating when you're doing that right that's apparently supposed to but I I can't eat without watching something so I I can't pay attention to that I feel like 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 part of being wise is like saying things that are just impossible to understand. It's like yeah. you know, levitate while also embodying the thing that you aren't. I mean, I don't know how to chew hummus. That's the thing. Yeah. Right? It's just like hummus is more like it's um, like a food lubricant, right? <laughs> Yeah, you're not actually chewing it. You would just like brush it up against your teeth with your tongue. That's what yeah, it, yeah. It's like like you're like I got this carrot. I'm there's no way I'm eating this carrot. <laughs> so I'm gonna need something to lubricate it on the way down. So it can go straight down. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy, what is the most ridiculous fact that you know? The most ridiculous fact that you know. Uh the most ridiculous fact that I know. Ooh, uh, I was gonna go sports, but no, 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 no. Let's go. Let's go a little deeper. The amount of money of the top five richest people on the planet. Ooh, ouch! 
together or individually? Individually. Who are, who are they? What is it? I don't I don't know I don't know who they are once you get past uh Bill Gates. Uh the the last I just know the numbers. It's um like it's like Elon, Buffett, Gates, and the yeah. Walton. I don't yeah, I don't know who thing. I don't know who number I don't know who number five is. Um, it's like the Walmart people kind of cycle in yeah. and out of that last But position. yeah, that's a that's a weird fact that I know and I've known since I was like twenty. I just keep up with who the top five are. And Bezos, he's up there but, now, yeah. Yeah, Be- Be- Bezos is number one at uh one seventy uh, <laughs> by himself. <laughs> Uh, Bill Gates jumped up to number two with 153. Buffett is third with 145. Uh, Elon was number two. He actually dropped recently uh, with 142. And I forget who number five is, but they're at 125. I love how these these guys love to get um like pat themselves on the back. Like I give half my wealth away to charity every year, but but like half your wealth is still more than everybody has. Yeah, that and crazy. you can't you can't you can't really pat yourself on the back when you give half your wealth away, and then come tax time you don't have to pay it. So it's like you get it right back. So you're yeah. giving it away to get it back. Also, the fact that uh, Warren Buffett and Bill Gates have actually been in the top five uh, every year over the last 25 years consecutively, Mm -hmm. which is uh, another interesting thing. That is interesting. tells me just how much money they actually have. If you're top five richest person in the world for 25 consecutive years, even after taxes, they'll never say it, but those two men combined for like a trillion dollars. And if you put all top five men together, they are richer than uh, I had this. They're richer than forty-five percent of the entire world. Like, <laughs> put together, like like countries, yeah. Put together, they're richer than yeah. They're richer than forty-five percent <laughs> of the entire world, like countries. Well, you know the reason for that, uh, Jeremy, as we all know. Is that the um, as Anne Rand explained? <laughs> we have to invest in the producers. We have to invest in the okay. producers. A is A, whatever the hell that means. But we have to we have to invest in the producers and get everything out of the way of these, mm-hmm. you know, individuals, and then everything else they will uh-huh. because they're so good at sharing. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. They will they will lift up the rest of us. Okay. With, sure. with little brown boxes and electric vehicles and software that doesn't work. Sure. Yeah. I love how Bezos yes. is like, I care about sustainability and I'm going to make this I, environmental. Is like, your whole company is create so much waste. Yeah. Yes. What? It's ridiculous. Also, the oh. fact that Bezos is divided in two and his ex wife has now like given away like some like oh, my yeah. alma mater. Like hundreds of millions of dollars, like the biggest gift they ever had in history. Wow. And, yeah. you know, and then who knows what's going to happen to Bill and Melinda. Melinda. Yeah, I was thinking, I mean, they've been together long enough to not have a prenup, I would imagine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be a lot of buildings named the Melinda, maybe not Gates building. Melinda. They should build some gates. There's going to be a railroad across America called the Melinda Railroad. Yeah, seriously. 
I have a conspiracy real quick. I don't. I think. I think that. I think that Bill Gates and Melinda Gates' divorce is strictly to so he can keep most of his money. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I don't think that they're actually. I think they're getting the divorce, but I think it's only so that she can specifically take half or fifty-one percent of all of his assets, so that whatever is coming down within the next six months to a year, if oh, he does uh, global colonization. Yeah, like if he yeah. does take a financial hit. <laughs> then it's like they can't touch her money because they're legally divorced. Mm. So then like mm-hmm. secretly he'll still be what what was a one fifty two half of that he'll still be at like seventy five billion dollars with her money. So it's like we're still good. Yeah that that does uh that does make sense. That's yeah. uh, that's that's not that's not very far fetched at all. Nor mm-hmm. was Lawrence Conspiracy theory, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yes, I'm just yes. trying to solve some problems there. They're short fetched. How are people? <laughs> I'll go to Lauren first. <clears throat> this is a best day, favorite moment, a memory that you would want to relive or re experience or uh, embody if you could go to it or just that, that moment when it was like the world just seemed like everything was right. Mm. Mm. Actually, I, I have a. The first thing that came to my mind is uh, this day I had on uh, Fire Island, which is this teeny island off of Long Island in New York where uh, families and gay people go to party. Um, and uh, it's so tiny, there's no cars or anything. You can see from one end of the island to the other. And um, I was walking on the beach and I had this thought of like, I could be like I, I was so at peace I thought like this like if I died right now and like just kept doing this forever that'd be cool just just this walk along the beach and then you <laughs> think of this like what if the afterlife is whatever you were doing in that last moment forever <laughs> whoa <laughs> yeah yeah that was that was good, <laughs> good answer. yeah the end, the end of that was so deep too mm-hmm. yeah Sometimes i was also I, on acid but you know i know i was mm-hmm. i was tempted to occasionally i mess with my guests and then i they say something really deep and then i say sorry your answer's wrong but <laughs> <laughs> I, I just couldn't do that to you because i was like that was like just too honest <laughs> it was a b plus answer Okay. Okay. That's great. I know it's good. I need room uh, room for improvement or I'll lose all motivation. Uh, What about you, Jeremy? Question. Uh, You know, okay. Um, In 2019, I had mental health and I was also in uh, Bob Curry's show at Second City. And they overlapped for probably about a, a two week span. So my mom came out. She flew out to LA from Chicago to see me perform. Uh, and my Bob Curry like monologue that I have was basically about her, which was great that she got to see that and she got to see mental health. And uh, she had never, she's never seen me perform because I didn't start performing until I was an adult. And it was always basically out in LA, I did all my performances. So it was the first time she got to see me perform and when I got to do my Bob Curry monologue about her, I literally started crying on stage in front of everybody. And uh, she's crying in the crowd. 
and we went over like by like five minutes because I was late, but they was like, no, it's good. And uh, yeah, I don't know. It was kind of like the, the culmination of all of my life led to that moment on stage. It was dope. That's wow. amazing. That's oh, amazing. Oh my God. Wow. <laughs> that is a really beautiful story. So sweet. It's like the, the, the power of uh, storytelling and authenticity and connection kind of rolled up all in one. Yeah. That was, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. Yeah, it was dope. And then just thinking about what Lauren said about like, if your moment, what you said, if the moment in heaven was like the last thing you were doing, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I'm on stage in front of my mom and this is this is heaven. If that if that if that was it, then it was like let's do it. That's how you go out. I love yeah. that. That was beautiful, yeah. Jeremy. Thanks. All right. Well, you guys want to do a little shameless self promotion? Are there websites, socials you want people <laughs> to uh, check you out at? Um, oh, you got stuff God. coming up. Uh, uh, it's been hard, but I know because we've all been locked up for a year. But uh, no. do you have anything coming out, Lauren, that you want people to look out for? Well, you know, it's a work in progress. Um, so I don't have anywhere to send people exactly. Um, but follow Sweet Relish Films on Instagram. You can look me up. I'm back on Facebook. Be my friend. Um, I did uh, actually start teaching improv to non-performers. Um, so I'm in the midst of figuring out um, a way to promote that. I was doing it through this company. But then they were getting all the money, so I'm like, wait, I could just do it. Um, so I'm working on that. Um, That's awesome. How can people sign yeah. up if they're not an improviser and they want to take improv from Lauren Michaels? How can they get? You? How can they get that experience? Um, okay. Well, God, um, I, I, I'm gonna get my Instagram back up. That'll be at at uh, Lawrence Mike, which is orange M-I-C with an L in front. Um, I'm going to get that up today. I just forgot my password, but I'll do that. Or Sweet Relish Films. Um, and then I'll start promoting that. I'm learning how to build a website too, so I'll come awesome. back on your show when I'm really <laughs> Or if you just want to record like a commercial and just send it to me like, hey, Billy, pick this up. Yes. We'll do it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How about you, Jeremy? Where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Instagram at King underscore Jeremy Harlan. Um, I actually have two sketches that are filmed that uh, I will be putting up on Instagram within the next month or so. Uh, They don't have names yet, but if you follow me, you'll see those. Um, Also, uh, I have a movie that I filmed. Uh, that should be coming out in like October. It's called Something in the Dirt, uh, written and directed by uh-huh. Aaron Moorhead and Justin Benson. Uh, and I have another movie coming out in, I think it's November, called uh, Breathing Happy, written and directed by a friend of mine, Shane Brady. Uh, so if you follow me, I will heavily be promoting both of those on whatever platform they come out on. Uh, King underscore Jeremy Harlan, K-I-N-G underscore J-E-R-E-M-Y-H-A-R-L-I-N. That's my Instagram handle. 
Awesome. Thank you, Jeremy. Thank you, Lauren. Uh, love having you both on the show. You guys are so funny and that was so much fun. Before we go, I'm going to do a public service announcement. I just want to give a shout out to the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. That's 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. If you're feeling low, you're having a hard time, you're worried about someone, you need emotional support, the free Lifeline Network is available 24-7 across the USA. 800-273-8255. You can talk to someone now, anytime. It's always available. It's always free. And it's always confidential. 800-273-8255. 800-273-8255. You are not alone. Nobody is alone. Laying Down the Law is a product of Beyond Unreasonable Doubt. It's produced by Jeffrey Feitner and Verboten Productions. Our music is Galactic Damages by Jingle Punk. Our cover art is courtesy of the Mighty Q. I want to thank all of our listeners. And if you like the show, tell somebody. If you don't, please don't tell anybody. And you can always reach out to me at Max Hedrum ESQ with questions, comments, suggestions, or if you just want to dunk on me. I'm your host, Billy DeClerc, and I can't wait to get live and in person again. I want to thank my guests, Lauren Michaels and Jeremy Harlan. Goodbye. <laughs>